Welcome back to Rebound. <laughs> <laughs> He's drunk with show, power, people. Oh no! A show, a show first where he I made me, first he made me make a list of things to talk about. <laughs> a show where I, your host, Guy English, and now he's taken over. I'm joined by <laughs> John Maltz, Maltz, <laughs> and Dan Morin. Okay, nailed it. Couldn't have done it better myself. Welcome to the Speedy Arrowcast. <laughs> Ooh, that is a throwback. Isn't it, though? That is, a, it is, yeah. School. yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about some technology stuff. Well, Guy, you mentioned sure. the, the... So, I don't know much about this, but it's called... Neither do I. Was it Log... I can't even pronounce it. Log4j, I guess. Log4j. 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 It's a, just like it thing. sounds. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's a, is that French? Or <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it's like, it's like a croque monsieur. It's like a croque monsieur, but it's for like you go to a cafe and you have a nice lorfoge. It's a bad croque monsieur, man. I gotta, I gotta warn you. It's pretty don't bad. Order, yeah, don't order this. Yeah, it's gonna make your tummy a little upset. So the deal is, there's this logging package that is used broadly in in Java applications, including Minecraft. Which is, John, do you know anything about Minecraft? <laughs> Can I just a little, just a little? Yeah. Can yeah. I tell you about it? Or do you want to just? I, I, I do you want to just? Do you, do you want to just write a book about it? <laughs> Part of a book. So yeah. Do you still get money from that? Let's plug that. What's the name of the book? <laughs> the Visual Guide to Minecraft. Visual Guide to Minecraft. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, is, I still get. I occasionally get checks for that. <laughs> yeah. So that's, go buy it. That's great. Deal. Stay away from uh, more Rand's books. Yeah, that, that's fine. They're, they're crap. Yeah. Here's the thing. This log package has been included broadly in uh, many, many Java applications and. It has essentially what is a remote code, a code exploit, which means that uh, an attacker can end up running code on on the machine that is uh, hosting this log4j library. That's very, very, very bad. And the whole industry, because it's basically being adopted, not ubiquitously, but it is like a super common package because uh, it's got great functionality. So the whole industry is now up in arms trying to figure out, like, okay, where do we use this? How do we fix it? Let's Can we remove it? What are other vulnerabilities that are within this class kind of thing? And I gather some of the, the challenges, like, that it's embedded in a lot of things, right? So you got to kind of dig around, and it's, like, could be in there a couple of different places. Or I have a friend who's a VP at a pretty big, like, sort of web company, and he was... <laughs> pulling his hair out on the when this came out and just being like oh it is shit has gone bad around here yeah yeah i forgot that we could swear here oh this yeah this is no. fucked up yeah There's some thank fucked you up shit go, going for on here. go for it <laughs> yeah what they tune it's, in for well, here's the thing it is an infrastructure piece of work which nobody really thinks about that much so nobody you know they're like cool we're getting better logs than we used to get that's great uh, but you could also bring in this dependency if you bring in another package that happens to use it as a log. It's complicated and it is ubiquitous. And it turns out that the maintainer was not being paid and just doing it for the love of the work, which is right. great in open source. Well, but right. you know, when it cripples, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say it's crippling an economy, but it is like a bullet has grazed the shoulder of the the gunfighter that is. The Wild West of the American, uh, well, the, the <laughs> wow. worldwide. That was like some Hunter S. Thompson level. <laughs> Is this metaphor level. ever going to end? <laughs> well, it's going to end when we kick you off the call, Maltz. <laughs> this is my show. <laughs> the, no, Is this my anti-penultimate episode? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah, we'll see if I can pull the red strings. Okay. Uh, the joke is that we got lucky that this was not worse. It feels like a like a New Year's Eve 2001 sort of like a Y2K type problem, right? Like uh, this kind of stuff is embedded everywhere and we need to change it fast. I mean, Y2K had the narrative benefit of having a clock on it, but this is uh, broadly deployed and has huge possibilities of... of damage done through an exploit i should say do you guys have any thoughts on it at all like <laughs> what's your i'm not making fun of you i'm really no, not but, uh, <laughs> i don't have much to say i mean it's bad yeah 
Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I don't. I was I reading the the Wikipedia entry on it. Like, I mean, it's been a long time. I used to do a little bit of system administration and IT stuff many, 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 many years ago. And you know, this is uh, the kind of thing I think I would sort of had to have sort of peripheral awareness of, but it was not always a thing that I was directly responsible for. But I yeah. do. I never did stuff that faced the you know the outside world really. I always did. It. I do remember uh, this sort of related story, but I do remember like my first or second week when I was working as an IT person, sort of for my first full time job ever, like real full time you know salary job. My boss was out, so I was like, I was there for two weeks, and then my boss went on vacation, and like like a couple days into that, uh, my the the director of the program I worked for like came in worried in, that we had been hacked <laughs> and i will say guy you'll enjoy this he was a quebecois guy uh and he had a so he, and he was like a you so, know so a, he's carrying a poutine yes exactly <laughs> as he comes yeah. in kind of i mean academic type so like a little bit a wild-eyed at times um very very i always think of him as having a bit of a steve jobs ish reality distortion field you could sit down and have a meeting with him and he would feel make you feel like you were super important and everything you were doing was like the most important thing in the world but he would also like sell your mother for like 20 bucks if he could um but he came in he's like that's actually an anti whatever but it was the charm right i I think steve will show up and a make you feel great and then make you feel awful i don't think he'd suggest to sell your mother because your mother's not worth anything why would he even come up with that that's a fair point uh anyways he came in he's like dan we i think we've been hacked I was like, uh, well, it seems unlikely, but so then I had to like week two, three on the job, I had to write this like lengthy report explaining all the possible like security implications of like oh, risks of our, of our <laughs> servers. And like, I, and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing because I yeah. don't have a degree in any of this. I like, yeah. I was just stuff I picked up. And so I'm just like making it up as I go, because I'm like. Well, I know how stuff works, and I know broadly speaking, kind of what the issues are. But I'm not in a, like a qualified person uh, to sort of you know come up with all this stuff. But it was a I just remember the sweat dripping down my forehead as I'm like trying to write <laughs> yeah. this like three page report. <laughs> yeah, I I feel it, man. I really do. I think you honestly knowing you, I'm sure you did a great job, but you didn't get like even a third. Of oh, not what? even remotely. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's just because. Well, because you can't. You can't. There's like, too much. Unless, well, it's like and okay, this was let's 20 protect. Years ago. I mean, yeah. just even physical space. Okay, let's protect this building. Like, unless you know what you're talking about, right? It's not going right. to work. Yeah, like, you, it's just yeah. you, you know. Even though you're aware of how space works and how people can get into a building. If you're not sort of trained of like what you know what to do and how to approach the problem, you 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 know you're going to be at a loss for sure. Sure. And I think that's what happened to a lot of people who just adopted an innocent logging platform. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They just brought it in. It's not like they're running security audits on all these packages. I mean, maybe if you're in like a <laughs> like a super secure like you know government situation where you have but to Dan, audit many those eyes, things. many eyes. Oh, that's how that works. You just add more people oh, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, like yeah. I don't want to come down because this can happen in it can know, it can. But I'm with software. you, man. It can easily happen in proprietary software. Yeah. But it's just the fact that open source fanatics <laughs> claim that that claim that as something that is bulletproof. I am so with you there in the 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 idea like, well, many eyes are going to fix it. Like a bunch yeah. of people are going to work on it, and yeah. like that's sort of being the rejoiner for these <laughs> yeah. people. For like, Watts 30... Martin, Martin had a good response. It was like, you know, like not I can't I can't remember it verbatim, but he was just like. Who the hell's gonna sit down on a Saturday night and go through like right twenty thousand lines of of login code? Yeah. Plus, I just as a, a a rebuttal to the whole like more people, I I will tell you. And John, I know you won't put this in the show notes, but it was on. We were watching an episode of Taskmaster last night. I will not. But and there was a team competition where they had to solve like a puzzle. And there's a team of two and a team of three. And the team of two is like super efficient and going through it because there's like one person who's really good and she's like kind of directing stuff. And the team of three, it literally, it took the team of two half an hour to solve it. Took the team team of three an hour and a half. (laughs) And I was like, I paused it, looked at my wife and went, this is the best example of more people, throwing more people at a problem does not make that problem go faster than I've ever seen. Yeah. (laughs) This is a really roundabout way to tell me that i'm not welcome here 
<laughs> this show doesn't I mean, work with I two get people. It. I take Come it. On. I get it. No, this I, show doesn't work with two I people. I take it. Really. I get it. I understand. Fine. But man, I mean, you could have just texted me. Like, don't show up. <laughs> we don't like you. That would have been okay. I was going to say we should have you show up uh, probably, I don't know, uh, when, when Universal Control Ships, maybe? Like, let's just let's mm, just push it forward oh, into the future. I love oh, the, the segue. The, oh, yeah. That's, that's a that's a thousand dollar segue right there. <laughs> oh, God. Really? Pay for Man, you guys, are rolling, you guys are rolling in money on this show. We're, like, lucky to get a quarter on the Biffcast. I, I have not seen uh, a cut of that thousand dollars, let me tell you. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, guess what? I'm selling ads for this show, too. So that's, that's where that all goes. <laughs> they get inserted after the fact. Somebody should be. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, he's not even here. He's not even here, and you're slapping him around. Uh, not, that, not that he actually sells ads for no, this show anymore. Really, but yeah. He doesn't really do it anymore anyway. Do you know what? James is professional. He's a very, he's a very great guest. I am, I am not. I bring out the worst in all of you. True. John, what's your next subject? <laughs> next on the list of topics is Ooh. Ooh. What's uh, who's looking forward to foldable phones <laughs> so that's that's like, bullshit no so no no foldable iphone expected until 2023 at the earliest i'm not surprised yeah i'm not surprised either i saw something that that said that uh, foldable phones had like their largest quarter of shipments ever yeah and that but they, the, the that bar they, is low oh, oh wait i just <laughs> and that and that it that it um it was more than the previous four quarters combined and it's like oh my god look how many they sold and it was like two million or something it was it was some ridiculously low number of phones it's like okay well they sold more than ever and it's still like nothing yeah i i mean john i think i think everybody i think apple must Build a netbook. <laughs> I think that's where haven't we're they, at, right? Haven't they done it yet? <laughs> well, I mean, the air is kind of... They're going to make it really the, good. It's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The point is, yeah, I, like, why is this... Like, is the world clamoring for foldable phones? Well, yeah, really. I loved... I really did love my Razor. I thought it was amazing. That was a great, great, great device. Like, Walkman level of great design. Thin, small compact you could fold it open it was great i loved it we're not there yet with the technology that would also give me an iphone if i if it was that small and i could flip it open so 2024 like why yeah. who cares like yeah whatever I mean, when it when it's possible do it yeah if that's, it's not the, possible, that's the thing don't when, do it. for yeah. it's apple it's when it when it's going to be a good product they will they will do it right like right. they're yeah. not gonna they're and, not gonna and spend often a year that. or so after that you could have got all the parts well i mean like i think the, that's where yeah. we're, at, we're we're getting closer to that point right where there are some foldable phones that have come out and like have been well reviewed more recently like really within the last year there were a bunch of crap ones a couple of years right. ago but it seems like it is improving and you know I think the the central argument of it that you could have a more compact device to put in your pocket that unfolds into something when you want a larger screen, I think that's compelling. I think there's something there, but it, the tech has to be good enough for it not to be a you know shitty trade offs, right? Like it, it needs to be not a not a situation where it's like okay, you can make this screen larger, but it's a shitty plastic screen because it's got to be bendable and you'll scratch it all up and everything. It's like well, that's not a trade off worth taking, but. If you can get me a, an iPad or you know an iPhone that folds out to something like an iPad Mini, yeah, there's there's something there. I think that is an an interesting idea, and I think you know there's some there's some possibility there. But if it's not ready, yeah, they're not going to do it. So yeah, don't hold yeah. your breath. Yeah, I don't I don't know how you guys feel about this, but uh... I just told you. <laughs> what was unclear about that yeah could you i, I, thought I, I, I feel da- i feel dan that you just walked in with a bunch of zingers and you just want to get them all off like you <laughs> like you you're, you're dropping cards and in a card game here oh yeah if this is a card game i fold like that is that what you had in mind is that what you wanted from me i'm not your monkey it's not what i wanted okay well, none of us wanted that i retract i don't i don't like either of you why am i here <laughs> you're on the right show then. it's for that thousand dollar card <laughs> it's yeah man now i totally forgot what i was talking about because i'm incensed i'm incensed by mm-hmm. my the anger in your desire voice is not palpable. to be here what why does john just texted me in the middle of me trying to gather my thoughts 
<laughs> that wasn't for you. That was for Dan. It's fine. We're all yeah. good. I, so I guess here's the thing. Apple, I don't think, adopts technology before it's ready. Sometimes they adopt it when people have not been sort of paying enough attention and they can make a leap. I think the iPhone did that. I think the Mac did that. Possibly watch an iPad, but those are both sort of derivative of the leap that they made to the iPhone. Flip phones are, I think, I think need another leap. Right, like it's not just bend right. the screen over. Like I, I think something novel needs to be there in order to sort of address that. And I, I don't know if I've seen it yet. While the the product category is getting, you know, it's it's expanding and it's cool. And honestly, if I had a flip phone, I would be happier because my screen would be less exposed. Yeah. If that's how it works. Yeah, right. I mean, that's then the if thing. that's well, how it works, then you have to open it up to look at it. And then, I mean, there's a whole bunch of right. different use case situations that need to be ironed out. And it doesn't seem like anyone has come up with the exact right way to do it yet. But Yeah, but you, okay, John, at least you and I want to flip it open like Kirk. Just <laughs> Right. Yeah. Who doesn't you know, want that? Like, come on. Well, sure. Yeah, we, of course. We I mean, that was, that, that, like, was the, that was the, like, the biggest appeal of the Razor. Right, you want to, you know, you want to flip it open and yeah. be like, "Hey, Scotty, yeah. beam me down." The fact it didn't make the noise was kind of annoying, really. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. you do. It's like it's like when you have a lightsaber, right? Do you do you like have a toy <laughs> lightsaber sure. and you don't go right? No. <laughs> well, but... see, mine mine actually makes the noise, so wow. I don't have to. <laughs> Your lightsaber, just to be clear. <laughs> yes, my lightsaber. Okay, sorry, I didn't know if that was you. <laughs> <laughs> Saberforge.com. U.S. Labor Not Department. U.S. Labor Department opens investigation into Apple. Good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, All right. We got that. Okay. We're check. Just, we're, we're checking we're them checking, off. Okay, we're, good. we're clearing That's the good. decks. Fo- foldable phones, bad. U.S. Labor Department <laughs> opens investigation into Apple. Good. I, uh, let, me, let me ask I do. you a question. I honestly, I honestly, I swear to God, I believe it. Uh, I, I can't remember when it was, like 20 years ago kind of thing, when Greenpeace was going after Apple all the time. I thought mm-hmm. that was great. It worked. Uh, now, every single time they announce a product, they talk about their environmental impact. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. Uh, it's adversarial, and I think that's part of human nature. I, I, I think there is a value in adversarial communication. Well, especially when you're talking about the you know, oftentimes most valuable company in the world, right? Like, this is mm-hmm. the, it's the definition of punching up. And I think if you're Apple, and I've written about this before, but like the size you're at, the only thing that can exert pressure on you is essentially governments, right? Right. Like, like, which I want to be perfectly clear a government in our systems is the people. Right. That is, that is it. Like, because there's so much, and I I really, this is like a real pet peeve, and it it makes me sad and upset in any huge thing. So I'm sure. Everybody wants to hear about it on this entertainment show. <laughs> the government is the people. And when people talk about the government as an entity that is beyond their control, that's bad. That's a really, really bad sign that things have gone sort of really south. You're yeah. not not taking an agency in your own citizenship. Like, as a citizen, you are responsible. That's it. That's the basics of it. And I think it is... Correct and worthwhile for our government, our people, and, and I know you're American and I'm Canadian, but I think it is right to call into question the labor practices of giant employers, wherever they may be, because they are looking out, hopefully, uh, looking out for the well-being of their citizens, which is their job. Do I have specific... <laughs> Feelings about this particular complaint? Sure, I do. Yeah. But I think it's good and right to, to look into it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think that's exactly the right thing to do. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to derail this, but we have to look out for the best interests of our listeners. <laughs> I think that's something we should do. And, and I, you know, I can think of no better way to do that than to. You know, tell Lex them. is better at this, right? Yeah, I do. That's why I don't do it usually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That guy swims in Let commerce. Get through it, will you? <laughs> he swims in commerce. You give him notes. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Let me tell you about how this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Harry's. 
Harry's is the gift that keeps on giving their blades are sharp and long-lasting, and they're still as low as $2 each when it's finally time to replace them. Look, Harry's sent me a very nice gift box for the holiday season, and it contains uh, a whole bunch of items. And I want to tell you about my favorite Harry's item, which is the post-shave balm. And I've, I've, we've talked it up before. I know uh, John and I have both enjoyed the Harry's post-shave products. They smell Indeed. great. They are soothing and delightful and, and keep your skin nice and moisturized because you, you don't want dry skin after you're shaved. It's not good. Some, some, it's painful. It's unpleasant. It's unpleasant. Nobody yeah. likes it. Nobody likes it. That's why Harry's post-shave stuff is so good. Uh, and, and the fact that it smells amazing is just, you know, it's there to boot. Uh, Harry's is the perfect gift because they offer high quality and fair prices. They make sharp blades that last German-engineered and award-winning razors that are backed by a 100% quality guarantee. So if your recipient doesn't love their shave, you get a full refund. This holiday season, listeners can get $5 off plus free shipping on any Harry's limited edition holiday shave set when you go to harrys.com slash rebound. The sets come with a weighted handle, three razor cartridges, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover. Everything they'll need for a smooth shave, all packaged in a handsome holiday gift box. I tell you, I got one of these. It's a very handsome box. It looks good. Everything's nicely laid out inside. It feels very luxurious, but you can get it for $5 off plus free shipping by going to harrys.com slash rebound. Our thanks harry's for their support of this show my son shaves his head with harry's right there go- that's a that in there what better review i didn't know where to inject that into the conversation but um yeah. so which is a tricky thing to do right yeah and I, he gets a nice shave like he gets it nice and clean so th- they do a good job i've never shaved my head I, I, I uh, unsolicited years ago i think harry sponsored debug a, a an interview show i used to do and i i got a bunch of their kit, and honestly, I really like it. I yeah. am not being compensated for this ad read at all. This is not a part of the ad. Guess what? They're we pretty good. Him. It's true. No, you're not gonna. The exchange gonna, rates maybe. are just terrible. Uh, well, I tried to pay him for the shirts, but he wouldn't take the money. It's, it's too polite. I don't. I don't uh, did you hear me earlier when I said I don't like either of you? <laughs> is that why what you want to take our money? What I what I do like is Harry's. I, I, honestly, I, it's pretty good. I, uh, that's not an ad. It's not an ad read. I've used their products. I like them. I there you go. think it's great. Three out of three permanent rebound hosts agree. There you go. Wow. <laughs> I just promoted you. What do you want? The, yeah, I, really. I know. Yeah, I mean, like, no, no, no. It's uh, you know, it's it's the gall to think you're permanent. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, touche. Right, we got right. a lot of things on this list. All right, all right, all right. All right. Yeah, we checked some stuff on. off. Um, universal yeah. control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jan started talking about universal control. Yeah, right? I. No, I don't think anybody's so surprised. Universal control, not until spring, but we did get share play. Yes, with uh, 12.1. 12. 12. Yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody's shocked that Universal Control did not ap- appear because it was not in any of the betas. And it was, yeah. y- you know, you're not going to release something of that complexity without at least having people try it out. I think some people, you know, I was talking to Jason Bell yeah. about it, and like there was some expectation that it might pop up in the uh, next Mac OS beta. But given the fact they've now said spring, makes me think, I don't know, I mean, it's a while off if they're saying spring, right? They're not saying like yeah. early 2022. They're saying spring. So, so I, I don't know. So my take on this is that, I, I mean, I guess I w- kind of want to go to the malls, but just to set it up, announce what is going to happen in this product cycle, and then maybe talk about when each of those features will be released within the year, rather than like, okay, this new version is going to have X features. Talk about like, here's our plan for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, how do you how would you take that as like a communication? And I know both you and Dan. I don't this, think but... it. I think it would be all right, but I, it's weird. Like because Apple went to this big release every year schedule a number of years ago. They used to just release operating systems when they felt that they were ready, and sometimes they took too long and and they got frustrated, and so they decided we're going to this thing where we're doing prior to every 2000, year, though, right? right? So you're going back 20 years. I know. Is, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know how old I am. We all live 20 I, years in the past. I, I don't. So, you get better looking is, like, every I'm year. I'm not sure what the yeah. difference is, particularly, right. except for the numbers now. <laughs> yeah, I, but I think, I think there is something to be said for, I don't mind the idea of Apple coming out at WWDC and being like, hey, 
here's what we're working on over the next year. And these features yeah. will roll out over the course of the year. But right. I feel like it's better to do that sort of, you know, under promise over deliver situation than to promise that things will arrive by specific dates and then have to right. push it back when they don't, because that just makes yeah. it look like you don't have your shit together, which maybe mm. they don't. I don't know how hard, like if it turned out this feature was far harder to implement than they thought it would be or, or just like what happened sort of to make it delayed. But like, yeah, why not? I, that that feels like it's the standard Apple operating procedure in everything else. <laughs> so why do they not do that to get, here? To get into the keynote, you got to be real close. I uh, assume, but if you're real close, it doesn't take into, six to months to finish that. Yeah, right. I don't... Okay. Do I know specifically about the keynote? I'm not sure if I do. But trust me, like if you want to be on stage or or do one of these things, you got to know your stuff inside out. And we're going to pull this for a few months is a significant failure. And I think what would behoove them better is to sort of talk about, like, this is what we've got on deck. Right. Yeah. And and here what, yeah. here's what may be coming up. And then you can announce them through the year. And like, hey, look, remember when we told you about this? Now you can have it. Cool. Right. Yeah. I, I think then that, you're committing to do it through... <laughs> you know in the course yeah. of the year <laughs> right which is fine which maybe but but which the committee they don't want to you know like it's six of one half a dozen on the other right because if they don't make make it by the end of the year then they got to say well that's coming in the next version i mean it, it yeah. doesn't i mean i don't think I don't it matters know. that much really i this I, is the this is the this is the reality that we live in they do they announce these things they don't all get in they usually get rolled in some at some point during the year and it's yeah, so just, I mean, I, it's I it's funny because does you get it to matter the, that much to have them to to right. have them say like oh, you know like these things we, this is a, this is a box of stuff that we're going to roll out. Over I the think there is an I think there is a managing expectations model, especially when it's something as high profile as this. Like SharePlay taking an extra month or two. I I don't know that doesn't it did not cause me undue like distress or anything, but like. You know, it was a, a big thing they talked about, and they spent a lot of time like on on it during the keynote. And it's a little weird for them to spend a lot of time on something that was clearly a big initiative, and then for that not to ship with the original releases. That said, again, it came out within a month or so. It's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It, I, I just think if the pattern continues to exist, it, it is disappointing. And it's weird to have a situation where you say this comes out in the spring and it's like, well, but the spring we're going to be thinking about like whatever Mac OS 13 is or whatever, right? Like it's, you know, spring is getting close to June. We're going to be on to the next thing before, before this even ships. Maybe I don't know. Well, wait, no, I think that's you and our industry and our business where you're thinking about the next thing in spring. I think, most people would be cool if they just got another new feature randomly throughout the year. Sure, but if you talked about it almost a year ago, it feels a little less to you. To me, yeah. yes. Well, I'm the only person here. You two are just figments no. of my imagination. No, no. <laughs> wow. No. Oh my god, are we gonna fight? <laughs> I've already told you I don't like either of you. That's fine. That's fine. We're already fighting, the, I guess. Oh my god. Okay. The the issue is, does it matter? Like the cadence of the release of features being detached from the release of major product announcements is one that I feel is it's coming. It's it's happening. And they just haven't admitted to themselves yet that uh their cadence of annual releases such that the press can pick them up has matched the reality of the way that the press works now. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't... WWDC is a big thing, but Macworld was a big thing. And do we need annual releases rather than continuous improvement? Full disclosure, I'm at Adobe now, and we have a (laughs) subscription model that... Uh, you know, like we 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 can introduce new things. That so yeah, right, like it doesn't need to be. It, we, turns out yeah. we do and tie them. Like, we, we, we tie like, them to max. Like that's a thing, but yeah. it's not like this doesn't need to be the way that software is done. It doesn't need to be this neat this year's car. It, it this year's model. It, it does not need to be that. No, I I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, I I 
that's not the point I guess I was trying to make. I said, I, I think more that they've boxed themselves. I, I, would kind of, I would tend to agree with you. I think they've boxed themselves into a corner by having to peg these things and then delay them rather than providing it, it. To me, I'm looking at it from like a marketing message point of view rather than a software development point of view. And I think you're right that the, the way the marketing handles this is not in the same place as where the software development is. And that is a disconnect that maybe they should look at remedying. So we all agree. We can hug it out. Jeez. You want to go play some games? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> ride bikes. Let's ride bikes. Do you know what? I would love to ride bikes in that ET scene with you guys. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know, Mulch would be Elliot. Like, that's <laughs> for sure. I guess, I guess that's good i don't know is that he's sure. the hero of the story i suppose i suppose yeah he's also a kid <laughs> <laughs> eh, well did you uh did you want to talk about the game thing that uh john put in the document yeah. the, the dual game i thought that yeah, was an so, interesting story yeah so yeah. S- both sony and microsoft have i don't know i mean i don't know if they deliberately leaked these this information or what uh, but they they um had considered bringing their games to iOS through their own systems, right? I mean, it would be through whatever. What's the Xbox thing? I can't it's remember. xCloud. xCloud, yeah. And for one reason or the other, it didn't work out. Well, so for, for Microsoft <laughs> specifically, the challenge was Apple was requiring them to essentially submit titles as individual things, right? To, to be yeah. checked and to right. go through so the app store process. Yeah, they couldn't just delete, re- release their service exactly. and then have people like, yeah. Subscribe yeah. like, you know, obviously. like, you know, a streaming service. And, you know, yeah. we, we can debate whether or not that is a, a uh, good position for Apple to take in this regard. They've, app, or Microsoft is, you can use the xCloud service on your phone, but it's basically through Safari as like a, you know, a web app style thing. It works I've used it. It works surprisingly well, but you also think, well, this sure would be better if it were a real app. <laughs> yeah. But it makes them, it, it lets them do an end run around the idea of submitting every single thing or right. trying to do it. But I, I just, I don't, I guess I don't entirely understand Apple's position here. I mean, I, I get it in the sense of like, they want a cut in theory of individual games, but I don't know. It's it's a strange yeah. it's a strange right. state it's a strange place to sort of stake your ground, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see the difference. I mean, like I don't I can understand why they don't want to have sales through those things, but I don't know why it it's would just matter a subscription if just, service. Yeah, yeah, people were just yeah, already weird. subscribed to it and were able to use it through. I yeah, I don't It seems uh, userous to be like demanding that you get a cut of stuff that really doesn't have much to do with you. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I guess the the there's the possibility of like, I guess Apple gets no money from that, right? If it's just a service that already exists and you just log into it, it's kind of the thing they've gone back and forth with Netflix about, where it's like you're just you're living on our platform and you're not paying us anything because you're just letting existing subscribers who are buying outside of the store log in. Yeah. But right. I feel like it enhances the value of the platform to be like. You can play your mm-hmm. Xbox games you on your do, iPhone, yeah, you right? Can, like, right, that's, right, right. that is pretty compelling. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. I mean, and worst case scenario, it's something that looks like a slightly anti-competitive thing when it comes to something like right. Arcade, where, you know, you're like, oh, well, we've got our own game service. We don't want these people having their game service because it makes our service look bad, you know? I don't, I don't <laughs> think they're defending Arcade. Really don't. It doesn't. I don't think they're the same. I don't think they're. I don't think I, they are. The I don't same think thing, they're. They yeah. are. But I could. There see is that. definitely. There is definitely an anti-competitive. I could well, see people well, making yeah. that. I could see people who are maybe not in these like standard flow of that thing deciding that from an outward point of view, it it, it looks like something that is competitive to them and they don't want it. But like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I find this entire decision kind of not baffling exactly, but just a little eye rolling. Right. So fundamental issue is uh will you allow arbitrary code to run on our device that we haven't said okay to but it's and not arbitrary code right like because you're streaming it's the a game. projection yeah yeah right it's closer it to like is, streaming movies it is taking over the user experience yeah i i mean 
It doesn't seem like, to be I, the I, thing. I, that, honestly, is that the problem, just, though? I that mean, doesn't seem to be the thing that they were complaining about. I don't know. It, yeah. Nobody knows what yeah. the problem is because nobody's actually stated what their philosophical problem is. But somebody has a philosophical problem with this. All those and- emails, <laughs> all the emails that came out as part of this article are apparently linked to IAP. And that's yeah. the question is like, well, if this is all about IAP, then this is about money and nothing else, right? Yeah, like, right. it's not about technology. There's something in there that is, these people believe that they're entitled to it. I, mm-hmm. just to be clear, I'm not sure I think they are. I think that's probably bad, to be honest. On the other hand, I understand that if they are so focused on, like, this is a device that we deliver to you and we give you the best possible thing we can, how do we manage that? Even when you're going to be arbitrating with third parties like how do we make it that what is on your screen is trustworthy but i get it i do i really really do it's because it's beyond operating systems with streaming services they don't they don't yeah i I know i know that level of and more to the point it's microsoft right it's not like a fly-by-night you know it's not like microsoft is going to be providing unreputable stuff microsoft vets all the shit that goes on their platform anyways right like yeah and I mean, I guess yeah. if you, you know, well, I, they definitely cut special deals for for, for they large, absolutely have large yes. companies. I mean, but you could say, well, if they do it for Microsoft, they'd have to do it for everybody. Well, but then you point at things they like don't. Ro- <laughs> they, you could point at things like Roblox, which have a weird, yes. like a weird loophole status, right? Like there is, right, right. you got to cut the rules yeah. somewhere. And and this is this comes back to the fundamental issue with the App Store. I think that well, I, and I, I like that Roblox. comes to a lot of times where Apple says. Yeah. Apple says, like, they take a stance that very much feels like, hey, we don't make the rules. These are just the rules. And you're like, you do. You exactly make the fucking rules. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I really do think that Apple, and forgive me for mixing the streams here, Apple has always delivered their opinion as as if they were Thanos, like it's inevitable. <laughs> this is what's happening, and as that if they was were, as if they were skinning a man alive. That was <laughs> what? What percentage exactly. did they get on like, each of the Infinity Stones? Like, was that a fifteen <laughs> or a thirty? Or that was awesome it's 50%. when they. That was awesome when they were sort of an underdog, and it felt like okay, Baby Ruth, like calling it. Uh, it's not so awesome when they were like you know the. The weight on the chest of industries, and not just one industry, like many industries. I think that needs to inform their thinking, and at least communication. At least, like what we were talking about earlier, it's not going to come out this year. This is what we're doing. Here's where we're at, kind of thing. I don't think it behooves them to be so jealous and angry about this projected video games on a platform. I I, I I agree. I think that they are reacting from their history that is culturally significant to them, but is not necessarily pertinent to the current decisions they need to make. Okay, we gotta we gotta take because uh, we're getting up in time here, and we have some questions we need to answer. So uh-huh. we're gonna shift gears and, and answer some listener questions. Awesome. All right, uh, Josh asks, "What would you do when you decide to buy a device? In my case, the Apple Magic Keyboard, and the price on one faceless corporation, Amazon, <laughs> is lower than the other, Apple. Would you go with Apple since it's an Apple device? You need to honor the code and buy from Apple. I personally went with Amazon to ensure I did my part to help with Lex's next paycheck. <laughs> buy it from Buy it from Apple. Lex's next paycheck is not going to be affected by you at all. I buy it from a guy down the street." <laughs> It fell truck. off the back. Yeah, I, I say buy it yeah. wherever it's cheaper. Honestly, do you know what? I, mean, I think Come that's on. perfectly Come fine. On. I don't particularly with with when the comparisons no between Amazon and Apple. I mean, I don't you know. I have. I mean, sometimes I do buy like I buy stuff from Newegg instead of buying it from Amazon. I don't really know if Newegg is a particularly better company than Amazon, but I but just you haven't don't, heard. I don't like the idea. I haven't heard that it's super bad. Um, I haven't heard that Newegg has you know had some of their workers killed in a factory be- in a warehouse because they were forced to stay there during a <laughs> freaking tornado but it's all- i also feel like it's just better to spread your money around so that some of these companies don't become giant <laughs> i was laughing about that okay i'm just chuckling because dark humor dark a dark humor on our comic book show where we are emphatically stupid 
this would never ever come up. We and wouldn't. Have, we wouldn't no, have raised this. No. no. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And it's wrong and it's bad. And and if you're holding people, I don't. I don't understand it. I really don't. These are people's lives. If you want them to keep working, you got to look after them. Right. That's all. I don't even know where to begin with the. Yep, we, and we definitely don't have time to. <laughs> <laughs> Next yeah. question. Yeah, I've, yeah. Got, I've got five more questions. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, Jesus! Yeah. Okay, yeah, we got we got to. By get the way, it. Don Bon 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 More Len. What is happening? My guest tonight <laughs> is. I took over the show, so Bon More Len is great. What do you have to say? Yeah, what do I have to say? I answered the question. I said. Buy it for cheap. Like, are, are we talking about the? They're still talking about the question. We're still talking about the question. We're going to move to the next question. And as a reminder, okay. you can get, you can ask your questions, and we'll answer them on air, assuming we get time, by going to prime.reboundcast.com <laughs> and signing up for a subscription to Rebound Prime and helping us all out because you know we like we to just, answer. We questions. just make more time when guys on. We just make more time. Yitz, yeah. Yitz writes. <laughs> Turns out Invasion only picks up around episode six. That is a slow burn. On another note. Most, all of you have mentioned coding at one point or another. I'm curious which IDE or other code editor you choose when coding tasks come up. Oh it's like God. they knew that we would have a guest would, on yeah. today. Uh, he's yeah. a BB Edit, Nova, Xcode, question mark. And thank you, Yitz, for including the question mark. You know how I feel about that. Uh, um, so wow. coding is a broad, very broad subject. I don't know what you're writing. Uh, if yeah. you're writing an iOS or a macOS app, I would suggest you just fire up Xcode. That's where the majority of answers are going to lie. I don't know in terms of web, and that's sort of more me. Like I'm, I'm just, it's not my field, so I don't know what to say. Uh, VS Code, I know, is works yeah. well. I used the panic stuff for, I used the panic stuff for a while. I think before it was Nova. Right. What, was, what was it before that? It was Coda. Coda. It was Coda. Yeah, I used Coda yeah. a little bit, um, but yeah. BB Edit a lot. I, I do a lot of web scripting stuff in PHP, and I've dabbled a little bit more lately in Python, and I've been just using BB Edit for both of those because yeah. yeah, pretty great. There was something when I was doing uh, SQL stuff. I was doing it. I can't remember the name of the thing I used on Windows. Um, it was a long time ago. Oh yeah, there there are some app. <laughs> there are some Mac ones. I've used them in the past when playing around with my SQL stuff, and I. But it's been a long time. I assume or hope that the field got a lot better than it was then. It was always. A little bit of a yeah. mess on the Mac side. There's some. Here's the thing. There's some really good Windows anti apps, and they don't get the same level of respect that they do on the Mac platform. And I, I don't know why it it just doesn't happen. Like there's there's no celebrity indie Windows developer. Winzip, yeah, right. maybe Winzip, right. but it, it doesn't happen. Yeah, and that's kind of a shame because there's good software there too. Uh, it's just not. I guess exposed to the culture that, right? That, uh, the well, most of it's has. done in corporate environments, and corporate environments right, are exactly. going to pay for some. The uh, big the name. last right. the last yeah. IDE I used back when I was actually programming, I think, was Code Warrior, <laughs> which is a long, a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, okay. all right. Next, we have uh, a question from Michael. Who says, how much does repairability and availability of parts factor into what products you buy? And does it vary based on category? For example, I got a Roomba because it's easy to get parts for and they have a proven track record. But the thought doesn't even cross my mind when I buy a lot of other tech products, even though it probably should. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I obviously don't worry about it with Max. <laughs> with not, Apple not anymore. Stuff because I get, uh, yeah, you can't really repair it very although, much. And although I, starting next year, you will be able to repair some of them. I, yeah, yeah. I'm probably not going to do that. But oh, come on. Yeah, I, you know, I get, I get the warranty, and so I don't really worry about it. But yeah, but I was surprised by Roomba, like because we, they, you know, they're the little, apparently the little very thing, good. The little thing that spins around it that churns up the dust or whatever it does. We lost like two of the the little flippers on that thing, and easily got a replacement they, they are so. apparently especially good i was reading a review somewhere and they yeah. like they keep stuff That's even great. from like their earliest products you can still get repair like parts which is not like yeah. and i've had to go around recently trying to find stuff for more household things like uh my my like standard non-robot vacuum cleaner which is just a panasonic i think and i was like oh i need a new filter or something and it was it's it's 10 years old and i looked and i found yeah. like third-party ones which i've been using but it, you know I don't probably think about it as much these days, but yeah, I agree. It's like I, 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 I don't research it very much before I buy a product, but I'm always super happy to find yes, exactly. Uh, you know, the, those instances where there are 
uh, an availability of parts. Definitely owning a house is one thing where yeah, you start right. thinking more about like, I had to repair sure. a window. It was like a awning window, you know, the ones with a crank and it like opens out and like parts had broken off of it because it's like a 30, 40 year old window. And I was able like through a third party site to find like just the little pieces I needed and install them, which felt really good because it was like, well, that cost me, you know, yeah. 16 bucks to replace those pieces instead of buy a new window or live with a broken window. <laughs> the only thing is sometimes you find the parts, um, but they're ridiculously expensive. Yes, yes. Um, and they seem to be designed to be so expensive that you just decide to go out and buy another replacement for the whole thing. Guy, you got any thoughts on repairability or? Leave? I, I, I bought my first mac back in i don't know 98 97 when apple acquired next and i did so in the understanding that their operating system would you know be prevalent upon our pcs i did it at a time like i'd I'd been working with windows and dust and at, at, at home i'd been running os2 maybe NT4 on that time. I don't want my computer to break. I don't. I don't care about whatever the hell is going on. My job is to care about that, and I will be happy to fix it, but, uh, you know, I want my computer to work. And this repairability thing, to me, seems like, okay, well, if you have a weird fetish where you would like to do this, <laughs> All right. go, go ahead. <laughs> but I don't think it's productive for society. I really don't. I really, I don't think. Well, sure. I mean, there's an argument. There's an environmental argument to be made, certainly. Oh. Yeah. Is there? Is there? Is Dan? Is, Dan, Dan has texted us. Wow. Where'd you I, get? I, I was digging out. I was cleaning out my office. Take it. Take a take a look at this guy. I I was cleaning out my Dude, office his, the other day. His credit card number. Apple oh, computer. Yeah. Bank. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. It's twenty years old. <laughs> to clean out my office and found the uh, basically the bill of sale for Did my dad buying my. Did you buy an accessory kit? Oh man, you had the zero six five one no, no, eight four a, that's zero. A power, that's a power accessory Mac G, kit. That's a Power Mac G three with all the specs for yeah. like all the you know memory, hard drive, all the stuff that came 400 with 400 megahertz. Yeah, like that. So I found that while I uncovered it while cleaning out my office the other day. Six but I did. That was the ATA last drive. that was the last Mac I spent a lot of time like pulling stuff out of an upgrade. Yeah, that's yeah, I had a I had a sawtooth and an uh, and yeah, actually it's still around here someplace, but Yeah, I I've, sure. I've got the G3. Um, I kept it. It's one of the few old Macs I still have lying around because yeah, I really yeah. like it. Man, it makes a noise now. <laughs> yeah, I I believe it. Uh all right, uh we've got a few more questions. But here wait, here's no wait. Okay, <laughs> seriously, do we care about the replacement program or like the the repairability I, program? Yeah, I think I think I there's I a strong. I don't argument. think that's a right. Yeah, okay. Oh, I I think there is a strong argument. One, if you're going to talk the talk about the environmental stuff that we discussed earlier, having yes. a lot of devices that basically are like, oh, it broke. I guess I throw it out. Hopefully, recycle it. But you know stuff gets churned through a lot good there's an environmental yeah. impact to that in terms of people fixing their own stuff again i agree with you that that's a fact where it's like if you're into it go for it i think it also right. enables the whole idea of like those mom and pop shops where you can get your screen fixed for cheap and now they actually have access to the manuals and the cheaper parts or, or not cheaper but official parts right. i think opens up the possibility for a lot of cases where people are not close enough to an yeah. apple store or asp that they can get stuff repaired so i think I don't think there's a downside to it. Let me put it that way. I, I don't think there's any downside yeah. to Apple offering that, but I agree that I don't think a lot of people will necessarily be using it. Right. But we'll see. Okay, good. You've sold me on it. I am more enthusiastic about it than Nailed I was it. prior. I we'll was send you like, a yeah, this kind of, um, That's our second sponsor. <laughs> All right, Corey asks, <laughs> I didn't realize that Swatch watches were still a thing until seeing their current ad campaign on the New York City subway. With more rumors that a rugged version of the Apple Watch will be released in 2022, what do you think about Apple simply going the nostalgic route and making a version of that impenetrable watch protector of old, the Swatch Guard? Did you ever have a Swatch? Did you protect it from athletic-induced impacts with a Swatch Guard? Since the original Swatch Guard cost $3, how much more would Apple charge and would only come in starlight and space gray? A lot happening there, Corey. I, I, they, I, I, I don't think they're going to make the thing that goes on the outside. They, they rely on. I don't even know what this is. I got to look to do that. I did not have a. I know what it is. I did not have a swatch uh, guard. I did have I several. I had a, well, I had at least a couple swatches at one point. Or the I've other. seen Apple remember. Watch cases that look like that. 
Yeah, but some, somebody else makes them. Yeah, Apple sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple yeah. doesn't. I don't them. think Apple's yeah. going to make them. I never yeah. had a Swatch. Yeah. No, I I did, but I never had the Guard, um, and it all worked out. <laughs> I only think of Swatches in regards to, and this is probably, you were probably a little old for this, John, but Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which was uh-huh. a TV show. And there was I, I a, know the name. There was a bit where they uh, it was synchronized swatches, and it was like <laughs> clearly some product placement. But I, as a twelve-year-old, did not really did understand not, yeah, what right. was happening yeah. over my head. Yeah, I, I have not had a problem banging. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna smash it on the way out of the podcasting studio just because you're um, angry. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, fuck I, yeah, I not do I it. Have, That's what I want to do every time. <laughs> I have not um, damaged my my Apple Watch. Yet, I might need so. Okay. So really, like you've never cracked a screen? Like I have never cracked the screen. I, I was about to ask you if you taken a taken a fall. But, Karen got Karen yeah. and Karen got water in hers because um, I kept telling her yeah. that Hockenberry was swimming in his. So just wear it in the shower, no big deal. And, and then she yeah. ended up getting water. In hers. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only that's the only one we ever messed up. Yeah, I was curious about Craig's tweets. I believe them. I mean. Yeah. I know a lot of people totally swim. I mean, in there. he's not going to lie. Yeah, that's what he. That's sure. what he was doing. He was swimming yeah. in the ocean. What? Right? What? what yeah, and yeah, the ocean's yeah. worse because it's got salt in it, which you need to like. Freshwater shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, yeah which yeah. I'm like, okay, that's it. I took it as being like, okay, that's right. That's what. I, that's water, why I told like, her. Go ahead. And, go ahead. And, yeah. and I think Tim Cook famously yeah. showered with yeah. his watch. I th- I've heard yeah. that. But she ended up somehow she and she only showered with it on. I don't because she had she wasn't swimming by then. Which model? It was the it was the zero. Oh, the zero was yeah, because the zero was not technically waterproof. No, I know, right? But yeah, that, yeah, but it was but still. Yeah, Hockenberry was well, swimming then, with it. I just blame Craig then. Okay, <laughs> That's, well, I do. He should repair. I mean, I, you know, he should replace I, that watch. It's easier that way too for me. But uh, uh, have you seen him? He's huge. I know. <laughs> I, I, like, I would say like, like, no. He doesn't listen to this show. from a safe distance, though. <laughs> that guy is like nine feet tall. <laughs> And pure <laughs> anger. So gigantic. He's, he's a very hateful man. All right. Yeah. I got two more. Uh, I fix CZ. Our, our pal says, thanks for your hilarious answer about podcast editing. Yeah, I considered researching the differences, but I also have a family to feed. Though I do have to check if that Moltz's cough made it. <laughs> I think I left. I think I debated it at the time. Did, I think yeah, I did, left you it did, You left it because I listened yeah, to it. Yeah, I, I felt did, like, like I couldn't decide yeah. which way it was funnier. <laughs> He goes on it was to ask, funnier the way you did it. Good, did excellent. Yeah. Would you consider Prime Pro tier with extended cut version where we get to hear all three jokes? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we would consider that. What about Prime Pro Max in spatial audio? I think we're now oh, in the region of $50 a month, a $50 a month subscription. I have considered... We'd be like good, better, best, dumb. I have considered playing around with the spatial audio thing because I believe Logic has the ability to, to like master it now. But I also... I have uh, a family. To, no, I don't actually have a family yeah, to feed. Yeah, Let's well, be honest. I don't feed them. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> Dan, Dan is, Dan's a kept man like me. That's true. A hundred percent. Dan, Dan, what's the name of this writer? Uh, this is ifix.cz. Uh, ifix.cz. He has another name. He has another one, name. But one that's what re- remain name. I apologize if he didn't want me. I may have to edit, bleep out the part where I uh, say his name. Well, maybe not in the bootleg. Sorry. I mean, that's, I oh, <laughs> got to yeah, pay well, more for that. Hey, kid, who wrote this letter? You do not want any of our advice. It is bad, and it's not going to get any better. Are we sure James isn't available? Yeah, I'm going to add all that so guy says really nice things about us. <laughs> what just are you talking about? You do want to pay $50 a month. Words. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Are we sure James isn't available? Yeah, he is available. So That's... so uh, you should tune into this um, this uh, <laughs> bonus episode, <laughs> because we're really going to let Guy have it. <laughs> Oh wait, is this? Are no, we in the, we're still in the lot. We're still in the main episode because oh, we got one okay. more question after this. Oh, to do. Okay, yeah, okay, 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 one, okay. No, I kept. I'm sorry. I, I it thought we pivoted. And I was being a, I was prematurely being a jerk. It's, yeah, it's fine. All right. Last question comes from Joe. Uh, an M1 Max inside an Apple TV would make for a console competitive with Xbox yes. and PlayStation. If Apple paid to have AAA titles produced as Apple Arcade on Apple TV exclusive. Do you think they could have a more successful path forward for Apple Arcade and gaming in general? This kind of touches upon some of the stuff we were just talking about. Right. I, I, I am, I guess I'm a little skeptical when it comes to Apple. Actually, I think 
I don't really know how to go with this. I'm going to say this. Yeah. I think gaming, much like producing movies and TV shows, is largely a matter of being good at like taste, right? Like having good yes. taste for things. I am not sure Apple has mm. amazing taste for games. I think they have found some stuff that looks really good, and I think they have worked with some clever people, but I don't think their hits are quite as high as their percentage, even on like Apple TV Plus side. I just don't think it's in their you know, to borrow a turn of phrase from Steve Jobs, I don't think it's in their DNA and they've never really demonstrated that they yeah. quite get gaming. So even throwing a bunch of money at it, I'm not convinced that would work. But yeah. but yeah. It's not my, I'd say they could yeah. buy a gaming studio, but they, see, they all seem so toxic. I don't think they should. Yeah, yeah. Well, right yeah. Uh, so John, what's your, go for it. Like, what's yeah, your path no, I mean, forward I think, on that? I think it's possible but again like i mean like dan i don't know if it's taste or what it is but i don't think they just don't they don't really know how to do it and and they've they've worked with some big names i noticed that uh disney and pixar are releasing some games for apple arcade and they've they've got a star trek game on there and they've got a, you know, a, a bunch of lego games too or at least at least one yeah, um, there's a few yeah yeah and they they are trying to work with some fairly big names but they they still seem to go for the light <laughs> versions right. of the games. Like, yeah, yeah. The games are never really robust. And and there's a content thing too, right? Where it's like, you know, when everybody remember when we talked about uh, Apple TV Plus before it came out and everyone's like, oh, it's going to be expensive NBC. Like there's not going to be any swearing or it's going to be like really PG oh, or yeah, whatever. Right. Everyone yeah. thought. And of course it wasn't. I mean, if you watched the morning show or uh, mm-hmm. any number of other things, it's not like a super it has a tone but it's not like we're gonna shy away from all this stuff and just make expensive network drama and i think that is more of a challenge for them i'm guessing when it comes to games right i I can't entirely see them going for some of the stuff that's really violent for example and and there's a lot of stuff that has that they need to no Um, i don't think they need to you don't have to have a real something that's really violent to have a good game nintendo doesn't do that yeah it's true that's true nintendo doesn't nintendo's a good counterweight to that for sure yeah just buy nintendo yeah i mean and and hey (laughs) no don't buy nintendo they're lovely (laughs) and wonderful and they should be themselves yes i agree if anything appreciate that you culturally don't have the fortitude that sounds like it's emasculating in some weird way, but uh, I appreciate that you don't have what it takes to make a game studio and spin off a game studio. Make a company that makes games. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just make it make it into make it independent. Yeah, that'll be that'll be pursuant to that labor department investigation. <laughs> well, my, you know, Microsoft did it ish. They like bought they stuff Bungie. and then spun it yeah. back off, right? Like, Bungie is yeah, now Bungie. independent. Yeah, yeah. Or, I, I'm not saying it's a clean thing to do, and then I think yeah. it's a good idea. But, look, culturally, Apple is not predicated upon the notion that games are awesome. Yeah. I think they are predicated upon the notion that, like, music is yep. cool, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, TV is pretty cool. I don't think they think that games are in that category. I, I really agree. don't. Yeah. I agree. So I think they, they need to get I think there. They, I think there's a certain degree of uh, snoo- snootiness, maybe sure. snobbishness. Yeah. I think I think mm-hmm. that's definitely a thing. That's that's that they is are there. a conservative company in interesting ways. Like, uh, and I believe it, and I and I like them for it. But if they want to succeed here, they've got to let somebody go. You know, like do the Ram Ram Springer kind of thing with some execs that just want to go make like some crazy games. Hey, do it. The second Eddie Q gets his Xbox, he is gone, guys. Oh no! I I love that story. That is so. The the, the basic story is that Eddie Q's Twitter account followed the Xbox. What active like a bot Twitter. for finding Xboxes? Some bot for like finding Xbox things, and then they made a story about it. Okay, honestly, Eddie Q, if he wants an Xbox, he's a phone call away from getting an Xbox. Like, and I, I think that's yeah. well, that's I think funny. that's that's part of. What's I think funny that's good. I, I'm I, I'm no, okay no. with I'm, that. I'm, I'm writing know? my screenplay. Interior Redmond Day. Satya Nadella's phone rings, and they're like, "Ah, oh, it's Eddie calling from Apple." No, I don't want it. Tell him I'm not here. <laughs> Maybe he can go yeah, online and may- get an Xbox like everyone else. Maybe. But that's, it's, he's going to get an Xbox. If he wants an Xbox, he just has to say, I want an Xbox. And somebody 
if um, it's not him directly calling up his peers, the magical genie delivers know, him an exile. Some, some, some agent of his calling up another agent of some top company and just you know. It just proves that Eddie Q will do anything to get an Xbox. I don't think it proves anything of the sort. I just <laughs> think it's dumb. I think it's violently dumb that wow. we're talking about this. I think it's <laughs> hilarious. Not not you, not you. But like that this is a thing. And I think I, it's a I, funny I think it's very yeah. funny. Anyways, I was just trying to find a way out of the show. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, I kept, I kept throwing out Are zingers and guys like, let me engage this as a serious topic of conversation. I was like, nope, just trying to end the show. Here's the thing, Dan. Yeah. This is my show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good ending. That that's, was a good that's ending. The ending. That's the ending. <laughs> that's the I'm ending. not trapped in here with you. Yeah, you're, right. you're trapped in here with me. You know, it's not untrue. <laughs> it's not untrue. 